right, everybody. Well, I'm excited to dive into God's word here together this morning. And I want to start with or say, imagine this scenario with me, if you will. You have the joy, or what may be for some of you, the horror of being a race car driver. All right, let me see the hands where you're like, yes, that's a dream. I would love to drive a race car. Now, let me see those hands where you're like, not a chance. I'm not any, no desire whatsoever. Keep me away. All right, so kind of both sides here. So maybe the joy, maybe the horror, but imagine you are the race car driver of a car, maybe like this one, or maybe you're more into NASCAR or Indy, whatever it is for you, but you picture yourself in that driver's seat and you are flying along, whether it is cutting in and out of the turns or headed down that back straightaway, everything is going well. You feel like it is dialed, your life is dialed in, everything is dialed in for that day. The car is driving great. Everything is going real smooth. And you see some turns up ahead. You see some things that are coming. You're like, I got this. I got this. Everything is going great. Now imagine that as a picture of your life or maybe not your whole life, but you know, just 2024. We're like four weeks in. Today is the 28th and you're going, you know what? If I'm honest, this year is really moving along. It feels like I'm driving a race car and everything is going my way. Everything is dialed in. And I really just hope 2024 continues on like this. I mean, it's all going smooth. I'm hitting the, the curves and just going with the flow. Everything is really, really good. I mean, there might be some curves up ahead. There might be some things I know I'm going to run into, but man, I am feeling on top of the world right now. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. There might be some of you that are thinking that way. You're like, yeah, if I'm honest, 2024 is really off to a solid start. But maybe you're on the other side and your car looks more like this. All right. Year 2024, as you look at these first handful of weeks, you are like, it is hanging on by a thread. I've got that ratchet strap just to keep the, the hood closed. Things are, every, every dash, every light on the dashboard is just blinking, yelling at you like problem, 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 pull over. This thing is a wreck. I'm not sure we're gonna make it any further. Again, I'm not gonna ask for a show of hands, but some of you might be in that place today where you're going, yeah, that is where I'm at as I look at this first month of my life. But I think many are still in this third category where, you know, you're just a common sedan, common car, maybe a handful of years old where, you know, you've put a few miles in, got a little life experience going on. But honestly, as you look at 2024, it's kind of going a lot like 2023. You don't expect anything remarkable to pop up, you know, good or bad. And, you know, you're just going in for general maintenance, general routine work. And that's, that's really how you hope and think the rest of 2024 might go. Now, I'm going to guess that you're in one of those scenarios here today, whether it is everything is racing along, everything's a train wreck, or somewhere in the in-between. And each one of these has some pros and some cons about them, and you may know that for, for depending on the scenario that you're in. But here's what I think happens sometimes, is regardless of where we find ourselves a month into the year or five years into the worst five years of your life, you find yourself saying this phrase, this is my life. Nothing's gonna change. I, I don't see a hopeful future if you're in that really tough, slow spot. Your life is racing by in that first category and you're like, I think it's just gonna keep going at breakneck speed and I, I hope I can hang on as we head for this next curve. Or maybe you're just somewhere in the middle and you're like, yeah, this is my life. And you have some high moments 
and you have some low moments. And maybe in the low moments, then you find yourself using this phrase, this is the story of my life. And that's not true. My wife helped me with that some years ago. I used to say that phrase. You have one tough moment. It's like, this is the story of my life. And she's like, that's just not true. Look at the scope of your life. Look at all the things that are going on in your life. The story of your life is something so much more. The story of your life is so much beyond, so far beyond just the here and the now and this simple picture that we have. The story of our lives, if you are a person who is following Jesus, is about more of him in our lives. If you were here with us at New Year's Eve, we talked about this idea of more in 2024. But not more as the world talks about, not more chasing, more going after things that this world is saying, but rather being more yielded to God and having more of an impact on others with our lives. So as we come to today, I wonder, where, where are we? Four weeks into the year. How's it going in the more in 2024? And I like these kind of just phrases, plays on words, some rhyming and stuff that might get us thinking. And today we're going to talk about no more status quo. And I use this phrase status quo because I think we can find ourselves, like I say, whether it's your life is flying, whether your life is just a total mess or somewhere in the middle, you say, this is the status quo. This is where things are. And you might even be encouraged to just keep the status quo. But today, as we look at God's word, as we unpack what God has for us, I want us to see and get away from, say, no more status quo, no more just going with the flow of my life and the things that are thrown at me, but rather, I want to chase after Jesus with my life so that we can say a couple phrases that we see in scripture, one from John 3.30, he must become greater and I must become less, that we want more of his presence in our lives, more relying on him, more magnifying him in our lives. And then we looked at this verse on New Year's Eve as well in Acts 20, 24, that says this, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. So even if you don't feel like that race car today, we are all in this race of life and we all have the one life that God has entrusted to each and every one of us. And you are where you are today, not by accident, but by the circumstances of your life that God has exactly for you. And we wanna have this focus that we see here in Acts 20, 24, to keep our eyes focused on the mission that God has for each and every one of us, of testifying to the good news of God's grace. So today, I want us to use this, this picture of these three different types of cars, these three different maybe circumstances we find ourselves as we evaluate our lives. That's kind of the picture that we're going to hold on to today and carry throughout. So the first is, maybe you find yourself racing through life, racing through life, where things are just at breakneck speed. You're going, you're going, you're going, and you're thinking, man, honestly, 
I, I, you know, I just feel truly blessed right now. Everything does seem to be going my way. And as I even compare and look around, I may not be in first place, but man, compared to some other people, I'm, I'm really up far in the field. I'm moving things along. And I do see some turns up ahead. I do see some things that, that may be tricky and challenging, things that I have to navigate. But I can get, I, I got this. I got this under control. But you, and you just keep going and going and going without taking a pause even to thank God for the blessings of your life. And maybe your life is chaotic and seemingly so, so fast. And you can even hear, let's use this race car analogy, that crew chief, God's saying in your ear, hey, 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 we're due for some fuel. Come on in. Hey, those tires, those tires are getting a little worn down. It's time to, time to come in and make a change. Time to slow down a little bit. And that might be hard to hear sometimes. You, you, you know, God, God, I hear you, I hear you. I need to slow down a couple things in my life. I need to pull back a couple things in my life. But no, 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 I got this. I got this all under control. And I'm just going to keep moving and keep moving. There's really beauty in rest and pulling back in some different moments of your life. And I don't know about you, maybe you've heard different ideas, different thoughts on this. I was hearing a story recently of someone who said they just felt so overwhelmed and they wanted to pull back and take some time off and they had someone challenge them. They're like, you know, the devil never takes a day off. The devil never takes a day off. So you gotta stay vigilant. You gotta stay ready for the fight. You always gotta be ready to fight against the devil because he never takes time off. The guy says, I, I hear you. But you know, all the, way, all the way back to Genesis, God created everything in six days, and then he rested. And you know, we come to the New Testament, and, and Jesus, he taught the disciples to pull away. And it says he took time to pull away, to pray, to spend time with God, resting in him. You know, so you say the devil never takes a day off, but God and Jesus kind of give us these examples of rest. Do I want to be more like the devil or more like God? Right? And we kind of can laugh about that or have this reality of like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But we are prone to want to just keep going, want to keep pressing when things are going smoothly in our lives. And I want to challenge us and encourage us that God calls us to slow down in moments and be with him. If you find yourself racing through life, God calls us to slow down and be with him. Psalm 46 verse 10 simply says this, be still and know that I am God. See, we could find ourselves racing through life so often, even if you would maybe put yourself more in the, the category of like, I'm just kind of cruising along through life in my regular old sedan. At moments, we can just feel ourselves flying and flying and flying. And we need to pause and say, I am going to rest and know that he is God. And New Year's Eve, we talked about this a little bit with the practice of Sabbath, this time of pulling back and resting in God for a, one day of our week each week, truly just saying, God, it's all yours. And I wonder four weeks into the year, how we're doing with taking these moments of pulling back and being with God. Because what we can find ourselves doing is 
getting through each week. Monday, if you work a Monday through Friday job, you can get yourself going throughout this whole week. And then you come to the weekend and you get some stuff done around the house on Saturday. You come, maybe you're here on Sunday morning, but already some of you are starting to think about the things ahead. You may be even already sitting here thinking about, okay, when I get home this afternoon, here's what I've got to do to get ready for the week that is ahead. And your, your mind is already going there. And you get to the afternoon, and some people can even start to get overwhelmed and, and have this feeling of like, I don't know about getting ready for this week. And there's a word for this. It's called the Sunday scaries. How many of you have heard the Sunday scaries? Let me see those hands. Some of you out there, some of you are like, I've never even heard of this, which is kind of crazy and eye-opening because there's a study by LinkedIn that says upwards of 75% of working Americans battle with the Sunday scaries. This feeling of some sort of pressure and anxiety as you come to Sunday afternoon going, I don't even know how I'm going to go through another week because I don't feel like I got enough rest this weekend and I don't know how I'm going to attack all the things that are ahead of me this week. And there's this reality that we have to pause and say, God, it is all yours. And that is the second piece of this, releasing everything to God and asking for his leading. There's a word that I've written a couple different books to put to this. It's called benevolent detachment. Benevolent detachment and this, this, this idea of saying, God, it's all yours. To wake up each morning and to go to bed each night and other times throughout your day truly even to just, by way of practice, opening your hands and saying, I give everyone and everything to you, God. And truly pausing and, and leaning into that. I give everyone and everything to you. We see these verses in Psalm 139 that say this, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. See, we need to find these times to pull away and truly say this last part, God, search me and lead me in this way everlasting. God, I wanna do what you have for me. It's listening to him as that crew chief in your ear that's saying, it's time to slow down. It's time to come in and saying, okay, God, I know you have my best interests and all of my life is for your glory and my good. So I'm gonna trust you with this rest and saying, I give everyone and everything to you. But I say all of this, and many of you, like I said, you're thinking race car, and you're like, this, do, this doesn't, I, I can't even resonate right now because my life is truly just this beaten up, worn down car. I found myself as, as 2023 ended, thinking about 2024, and as these first few weeks have come along, it's been hard. I'm worn out physically, mentally, emotionally, maybe spiritually, and I want to just forecast a couple or say a couple different reasons we might be finding ourselves in this place of being worn down. And the first is that your life circumstances may just truly be hard right now. You found yourself in a place of a medical diagnosis you never expected. You find yourself at a place that's between jobs or in tough 
moments. You find yourself relationally with a family member or something like that where it's not like you thought. You're walking through 2024 going, I just feel kind of beat up, kind of wounded, kind of hurting. I want to give some encouragement today from Matthew chapter 11. It just simply says this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you find yourself in this place of feeling just an exhaustion and a worn down from the circumstances of your life, Jesus gives this invitation, come. Lay that before him, trusting that he is a good God who loves to just be with you and carry those burdens and carry you in these tough, tough moments. But I think we can sometimes find ourselves in a place of feeling worn down because we're constantly comparing ourselves to the world around us and chasing after the standards of what the world says is successful and is productive with our lives. I was reading in a book by uh, John Mark Comer called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And he talks about how in our lives we chase after things. And it wasn't that many years ago that it was the wealthy and the well-to-do who had a lot of leisure time. They were the ones who were out playing golf or tennis or having a very leisurely lunch because their lives were kind of just taken care of. They didn't have to have, you know, go to work and put in all these hours to have success, to have money, to have what they needed in life. They could truly kind of take things a little bit more easy because some of them, whether it was from inherited wealth or from working hard early in their lives, they could kind of take it, take it a little more easy now. But things have shifted in our world. And if you watch the world around us or you follow people on social media, you'll see the ones who are successful and some of the most elite in our society saying, no, 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 you just have to push, 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 work harder, be more, chase after it. They'll put their whole life out there of like, here's what you gotta do. All you gotta do is get up at 3.30 a.m. You gotta make that protein shake. You hit the workout for 90 minutes. Then you go and you have your full four-course breakfast and you get things going. Then you hit work. 6 a.m. work, you go work for 12 hours. Go, 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 go. Then you get home and you have this time with your spouse and your kids and you run this life. It looks so good. Then you get to bed and if you can't sleep, that's okay. You could just pop a quick sleeping pill and it'll get you a few hours of sleep. You do the few sleep for a few hours and you get up and do it again and you work 80, 90, 100 hours and you seek and you get success. We find ourselves going, okay, if, 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 that's, if that's what it takes, you know, I got I to gotta chase that. If I want to even be a, a fraction of what that person's success is, I better get a move on. And we find ourselves chasing after that. When the Bible tells us something different, in Psalm 127, verse 2, it says, It is vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. So if you find yourself exhausted from chasing after things that are in this world, I want to encourage you with this piece of stop chasing after the things of this world. God has greater plans for each and every one of us that aren't in the world's economy. 
It's not more money. It's not more things. It's not more joy in the, the, what is all about the things of the world. It's about God's purpose for your life. And it's finding our true rest in him. And it's in some ways a, a same application as the racing life is laying everything before our loving God. If you find yourself exhausted because life has thrown you circumstances you never imagined or because you're chasing after the things of this world, God calls us to something different. In these words of Jesus from Matthew 11, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I love how this is a word picture here that Jesus gives. How many love a good word picture, a nice word, uh, you know, analogy? All right. I, I was guessing many of you would be because the National Institute of Health says about 65% of people are visual learners. You got to picture something in your mind, all right? So you see this yoke. And again, we, if you're not an ag- agriculture person, you'd be like, what is a yoke? It's this tool that holds two animals together to move forward together. And Jesus says, when you come with me, picture it, and if you're not, you're like, I still can't picture the yoke. Just picture someone coming alongside, putting their arm around you, saying, let's, let's do this together. And it's not the person going, get it together. <laughs> it's going, let's do this and rest together in what God has. Jesus says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. And this is in comparison to even some of what the religious leaders were saying. You got to do it this way. You got to follow the rules. You got to live this, 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 this way. And that makes you a spiritual person. And Jesus says, no, no, no. It's about truly abiding and resting in who God has called you to be. This third piece, though, the sedan, the regular life, I'm going to call living on cruise control. Living on cruise control. And I think, honestly, this is where many of you, many of us probably find ourselves on any given month, any given year, is life is just okay. You know, I got a solid job, things, family are pretty decent, I've got the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, but overall, we're just kind of cruising through life. And you might find yourself sitting here going, but you said the title is no more status quo. What, what's wrong with the status quo of being on the cruise control life? And the problem and the reason that I say no more status quo is because we don't want to find ourselves just going with the flow and not truly trusting and looking for what God has for us. I'm going to ask for a show of hands because I think this will be fun and funny. How many of you, if a light pops up on your dashboard in your car, you're like, you know what? It's probably not that big of a deal. Let me see those hands. All right. Many, many hands. (laughs) How many of you are like, five alarm fire. We got to get to the mechanic right now. All right. Many of you also (laughs) in that category. So whether you find yourself in that place of going, ah, it's probably not that big of a deal, or, oh, we gotta take care of this right now. The idea or reality with getting away from or not having the status quo of the cruise control life is being ready to make adjustments based on what God calls us to. And how do we know what that is? How do we know what God is calling us to in our lives? 
And I just want to give you one verse and some thoughts on this as it goes with it. And this is from John chapter 15. In verse 4, it says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Some other translations use the word abide. And it's this coming before God, as we've been talking about with both the race car life and the beaten down life, where you're just surrendered and resting in who God has called you to be. Because even in this cruise control life, I can imagine often you say, yeah, I've got the cruise control set. Everything is going, you know, kind of okay and like it should be. But let's face it, even how we drive is a fair comparison here. You're driving on 87. You got the cruise control on. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands on this one, but let's be honest. Many of you, it's the 75, 80 mile an hour in the 65, right? You're going, it's not enough to get me pulled over. It's not enough to cause a problem. I'm just kind of going with the flow of traffic here, right? No big deal. And some of you are like, no, I'm a 60 mile an hour person. I don't want to be a problem or cause an accident. I want to get into danger. And so you're maybe pulled back a little bit in your life. When the reality is that 65 mile an hour life, and the analogy might break down from here, but it's just this leaning into what is God calling you to as you're on pace with him? What is God calling you to as you lean into and say, God, what do you have for my life? Spending time with him each and every day to carry you through and rest in him. Pastor and author Nick Connolly said this about these verses in John 15. Daily time with God allows us to persevere through each day. Daily faithfulness with God leads to a life lived faithfully for God. It's about spending that time with God daily and looking to what he has and staying, saying, I'm going to stay faithful to what you have called me to. And I'm ready. God, I'm ready to make the adjustments that you have for my life. That's the one piece to go with this cruise control life is be ready to make some adjustments. Because we can find ourselves just cruising along, not ready when God says, actually, I've got a new assignment for you. Actually, it's time to, to change lanes and move over here. Hey, there's this rest area up ahead. It's time to take that rest and walk with me. So I want to put some questions for us on the screen this morning as we really just reflect on this. I want to walk through these and leave them up for a few minutes. And you can take a picture, you can write them down, and we'll make them available for you this week as well. But as you think about your life, particularly if you're in this cruise control life, what would it look like to carve out some more time to just be with God? To as... In the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 1 talks about how Jesus got up early and went to spend time in prayer. And maybe you're not a morning person. There's other passages like a Mark 6 where Jesus goes late at night and spends the night in prayer. 
Maybe it's a, a lunch break for you, but what would it look like to carve out some more time to just be with God? Secondly, what do you need to stop doing in order to follow what God is leading you to? Maybe you're finding your life a bit in cruise control, but honestly in moments a little bit frantic because it's just filled with so many things. And what are some ways that you need to stop and pull back? Thirdly, what if you decided to slow down or pull over when God says to pull over? He says it's time just abide and rest in him. And lastly, what if you move forward when God is asking you to step out in faith? I think sometimes we can find ourselves in this cruise control life getting comfortable. And maybe God is asking you to step forward, to step out in faith and follow his plan and his leading in your life. Well, there's just one other question I want to ask this morning as we start to, to wrap up and the, the band's going to make their way out here and we're going to spend some moments in worship here this morning. And if, whether you are driving or it's in picturing this race car life or maybe you're picturing this beat up kind of life or whether you're just kind of on the cruise control life, my not, one other question is, who's on your pit crew? Who are the people around you that you are checking in with you and you're checking in with them. That you're looking at the dashboard of your life and going, you know, I, I do need to make some changes in this area. I do need to spend more time reading my, my Bible. I do need to spend more time in prayer. I do need to be more patient. I do need to be more loving. I do need to be more kind. And someone's saying, yeah, okay, those are good. How can we grow in that? How are you doing in that? to check in with each other. And if you have not yet plugged into a Bible study or a small group, it's not too late. Michael was mentioning it earlier. And you've seen the tables out there the last couple weeks. But if you head over to the website, you'll find some of those. And then in the next couple weeks, we're going to really be leaning into small groups that are meeting in homes. And maybe you are someone who's never joined a group at all, but you're really, really interested, really, really curious. What I want to do, this is something all of you could do, is... In the back of those seats around, you have those cards. The box that says small groups, we would love to get you connected into a small group. But maybe in these last couple questions or the last question in particular, moving forward in what God has for you, maybe God has prompted you to open your home, to be someone who hosts a small group, to be someone who may lead a small group, to be someone who's saying, yeah, I want to have a pit crew around me. I want to do life with other people to truly be growing together. I want to invite you to, to put yourself out there in that way to say, yeah, I would open up my home to say, you know, God has blessed me with this home that, that I have and I'm ready to open the doors to host a small group. Or, you know, maybe I used to lead a small group and I would really be interested in that, doing that again. So no matter where you find yourself here today, like I said, whether it is in this race car kind of life, just going at breakneck speed, knowing God's called you to, to pull back, to come in. Or maybe it is in this worn down place of life. And maybe you're just in that cruise control kind of life. No matter where you find yourself today, I want to invite you to step out and step into what God has for you. To say with our lives, no more status quo. No more just going with what my life has thrown at me or how I'm going through, but to say, I'm ready 
for what God has next for me. Let's pray together. God, we are so grateful for your word, grateful that you have given us the ability to study your word, to seek you. And God, as we think about our lives, undoubtedly there are those here today who find themselves racing through life. And God, may we be able to say, I'm ready to slow down and be still and know that you are God. God, for those who are worn down, may they hear these words and receive the, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Those words of Isaiah say, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God, may we that be received today and resting in you. And God, for those who are cruising through life just as it flows, may we be reminded of our need to abide in you, to linger in your presence, to sense your voice guiding, calling us to what you have for us so that we can say no more status quo, but we can say those words of John, you must become greater and we must become less. God, help us to chase after this race of life that is about making much of you. It is testifying to the good news of the grace of God in our lives. May that be true of each and every one of us. In the mighty name of Jesus.